Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> kind of, here he comes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys that carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat? Where are we going to eat? <laughs> hey, things, yeah. But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly, truly enjoy each other's company. Well, it is, it is our job, and we have a platform, and by all means, we're flying the flag as much as we can. We, we need, we want to preach it to the everybody. It's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment Making for everybody. Making a living doing something you absolutely love, what we call living your passion, you might actually be closer than you realize. It's actually what this whole podcast is built around, living your passion in three areas, business, leadership, and life. I'm Michael Waddell, and you're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. Cody, the producer man, we're on the back porch. At Run and Gun Adventures. And we have been running and gunning with our new friend, Miss Brittany Abair. Oh, yeah. Hey, guys. And she's on the show from the back porch right now. So excited. (laughs) It's going to be a good show. In rocking chairs on top of that. I know. I'm kind of feeling that grandpa vibe. (laughs) Yeah. A little older. I I feel that. I I mean, I don't feel like a grandpa. But I get the vibe. You look like one. Uh, you do have thanks, five Heath. kids. I, I do. I'm a dad. <laughs> you're like, you're a I'm dad. like, five kids? Where, how old are you? When did you start? <laughs> I was about 12. <laughs> Not really. That's hilarious. I'm just kidding. Anyway, <laughs> we're on the back porch with Miss Brittany Abair, who runs an incredible organization, which I've learned of this week. I'm behind, ain't I? Should have already known, right? Should have already known. Well, now I know. Now I will always know. And so we're going to get to hear a little bit of her story. Super excited about this um, episode because one of the things, if you, if you listen, our listeners obviously know we're very passionate about making a living, doing something we love. And Brittany, you get to do that. And obviously in a big way, not just making a living, doing what you love, but you're impacting people's lives and literally changing people's lives, raising money for a great cause. And so give us a little bit of background on the organization. And then I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper on a personal level. Once we kind of, so tell us about it. So exciting. So Sky High for Kids is a nonprofit organization based here in Houston, Texas, but we fundraise across the entire state as well as Louisiana and even going to Pennsylvania this year. So it's really exciting. We are a special event fundraising organization. We do it and we do it well. Uh, we raise money the hard way. If you talk to a lot of other nonprofits, it's always a gamble, but somehow we have managed to um, really inspire volunteers across um, Texas and Louisiana and really nationwide now to get behind our mission to end pediatric cancer. And just for those of you who don't know, childhood cancer is the number one cause of death by disease for our children in this country. And over 300,000 children are diagnosed globally. And so we have to do something about it. It's beyond treatment. We've got to find the cures. And so it takes an army of volunteers and staff and board members, sponsors, participants, to really do 
what we need to do to end pediatric cancer someday. So uh, it kind of all started when um, I entered the cattle festival pageant. Yes. Really? Yes, like the, yes. Why does that not shock me? Yeah, well, it's, it's so funny. Um, I grew up on a farm in South Louisiana, south of Abbeville, and uh, we farmed rice and crawfish, and we had sheep and horses and ducks and potbelly pigs, the whole nine yards. Uh, Mom and dad didn't go to college. Uh, my father actually crashed in a helicopter when I was oh, six wow. years old. Oh, wow. And so, um, thankfully, he survived but was disabled. And so, we had to start working at a very young age. And so, I think I was eight years old on a lawnmower and, you know, building barns at 10 and doing what we had to do to take care of the family. And so, um, I grew up a tomboy, right? Yeah. Hunting and fishing was what we did on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> and Friday, and continued through the weekends. And so, was with dad a lot um, in the outdoors and just really had a passion for it. And he taught us to, um, you know, give back to what God has provided to us on earth and um, what he has provided, you know, if we're going to harvest, we better eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why today I was really she excited about joking. my snow peas. Yeah, there's, there's nothing <laughs> not going home with her. Like, we don't even no. get an option at, no. at fish or birds. It's, it's going with her. Yeah. It's going with me. I'm cooking it all. But um, So, my mom decides when I'm, uh, I was 14 or 15 years old to put me in the cattle festival pageant and I remember telling her are you crazy mom like I'm not putting on a dress and heels long story short I was crowned Deb cattle queen <laughs> and before I know it I am riding on floats and waving my hand and had a little sash and tiara on and that's hilarious. You know, getting involved in the community. It is, but you know, it was something that we didn't grow up doing. We didn't grow up volunteering. Right. You know, it just was foreign to us. We, again, were working really to survive. And so um, it was such a beautiful thing to get exposed to giving back and um, all of the needs that are out there for people and yeah. for conservation and animals and all the different nonprofit um, organizations out there that really need people to, to get behind it. And so, um, that led me to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Miss Billy Minard, the year um, I was crowned Miss Acadiana, took her queens to Memphis, Tennessee to expose us to what life could really be like, mm -hmm. right? And that it's not all crowns and tiaras. Yeah. So we had to fundraise. I remember standing on the side of the street with buckets and we were begging cars to drop a penny to 25 cents or a dollar in the bucket raised a thousand dollars and I'd never traveled north of I-10. Really? Never. And so we got in a caravan and drove to Memphis, Tennessee. And when I walked through the doors of the Ronald McDonald House in Memphis, it changed my life. Really? Yeah, I was just, you know, going in thinking, oh, this is going to be so much fun. We're cooking a gumbo. We're putting on a Mardi Gras parade for all these kids and families. And, you know, you, you understood that they were sick and you understood the word cancer, but you did not understand the magnitude of what you would experience when you're surrounded by 53 children who are fighting for their lives. Yeah. And so it was eye-opening for me, and I think God planted the seed right then and there. Met a little boy who was very sick, um, going through chemo treatment at St. Jude, and he hadn't eaten in a while, and um, somehow convinced him to eat a bowl of chicken and sausage gumbo with me and his parents were crying and you know it was just like a moment right and so um 
I knew then that I would always do something with St. Jude or something with childhood cancer. I think, again, you're a freshman in high school and there's so much going on in your life uh, that you might not understand exactly what that is. Um, but fast forward, uh, we went through some pretty, um, you know, hard times with the family. My parents divorced. It was a really ugly divorce. And so I've really been on my own since I'm 16. I, I moved out. I lived with friends in Lafayette, went to high school and started a full-time job while I was in school, basically at Edie's restaurant serving biscuits, <laughs> the best biscuits you'll ever eat in your life. <laughs> Honey biscuits, blueberry biscuits. Yeah, you got them all. Yeah. Cinnamon biscuits. Kind of matches your beard, Cody. <laughs> I called you cinnamon this morning. Cinnamon Cinnamon biscuit. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I was working and going to high school and uh, St. Jude was always in the back of my mind, but now I was in like severe survival mode. Mm. Um, My mom actually turned to uh, drugs, unfortunately. And so my senior high school, she was in rehab almost the whole time. And then, um, uh, you know, college was here. So went to UL. Uh, in Lafayette. The only thing I thought I would ever do is go to law school and just kind of get out of this small town. Um, And so I was working two jobs, putting myself through college, English major, history minor, and lo and behold, Miss Billy Menard from all the years back finds me at Edie's restaurant where I was working. And she said, Britt, I'm getting all the old queens together. No, you don't have to be in a pageant. I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) Those days are over. (laughs) And so um, she said, I really would like to reach a goal of raising $10,000 this year. And her organization is called Beanies for St. Jude, and it still exists today. In fact, it's their 20-year anniversary this year, and they have a goal to raise $20,000. And we might just have a big surprise for Beanies for St. Jude this year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that is awesome. So um, I'm like studying for the LSAT, working two jobs, and just like lived with two of my best friends for four years in an apartment. I mean, you know, we were scrounging, but... Good thing my mom taught me how to cook because I I could make hamburger steak and my friends were never eating ramen noodles. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I said, okay, okay, I'm shooting sporting clays. I shot, you know, I grew up in a duck blind and I shot sporting clays avidly in the backyard. Nothing fancy, guys. Hand thrower action. Oh, okay? wow. Yeah. With a single, like a crack barrel 410, right? Single shot. So <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so sporting clays, sporting clays. I shot almost every Friday. And the restaurant had so many different industries that, that came in. But we primarily served a lot of big guys in the oil and gas industry. Business owners, sales, etc. Um, and so you know, I would shoot with them on Fridays at Wilderness Gun Club. And so something just hit me and I was like, man, a bake sale and a car wash is not going to raise $10,000. Okay. A sporting clay tournament though. Mm -hmm. Hmm. We can put four guys on a team, four ladies on a team, whichever we can charge $500 a team. And I did the math really quick and thought, well, Hey, That'll work. This might work. Yeah. So I sat on the steps of the Dupree Library and I wrote out an entire budget called Wilderness Gun Club. Before you know it, three weeks later, I'd stole some Elmer Fudd logo off the internet and <laughs> printed out the first flyer and it was bright orange because I thought everything had to be bright orange because a clay, clay. disc was yeah. <laughs> bright orange. And so sitting on the couch, I really thought about, you know, okay, this is going to be for beanies for St. Jude, but what if this could be our own thing where this could be my own thing you know so 
you know, look to the sky and I'd always look to the sky to ask God for just faith, love, hope, help. I mean, you know, between dad's helicopter crash, divorce, mom's drug abuse, our house burned down. We crawled out, you know, barely alive. I mean, we just had lots go on, um, in our, you know, in my early days. And so I thought sky high, you shoot sporting clays in the sky. It rhymes. This is perfect. Sky high for St. Jude. This yeah. is great. And at the time, St. Jude was the only thing I knew of, right? The only pediatric cancer facility that I knew of. So I thought, okay, sky high for St. Jude. We're going to benefit St. Jude. Six of my best girlfriends, we travel to Florida together. And Holly Citron um, starts telling the girls all about the sporting clay tournament and saying, hey, look, Britt kind of need some help here. The registration numbers have skyrocketed. Everyone at Edie started writing checks after they ate <laughs> breakfast and wow. got their honey biscuit. Yeah. Before I know it, there's $12,000 in the bank account, right? Oh, wow. And went to Chase Bank and opened, you know, a Sky High for St. Jude bank account with a sticky $100 bill because it had cinnamon syrup all over it. And, <laughs> you know, um, money's awesome. rolling in. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to need some help. And so, um, Coincidentally enough, if this is not God, Jill Prudham, who I'd never met before, was on this trip and she says, my nephew is at St. Jude now, suffering with Wilms tumor. And at the time, it was still um, a really tough fight. Survival rate is much better with Wilms tumor today, but it was a really tough fight and Bryce was five years old. Um, and so she immediately said, I'm in. So before you know it, six college girls had pulled off an event and we raised $70,000 net profit. Wow. Um, and so we are heading to Memphis, Tennessee. So this is August heading to Memphis, Tennessee in November, same year I'm getting ready to graduate college. Um, and so we donate the proceeds. It all comes back to me. And God says, Hey, 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 sister. I have, like, I've got you now, right? Yeah. And Bryce pulls up at the big St. Jude statue when we're literally presenting the check in his little red flyer wagon, you mm -hmm. know, a little wheel. Yeah, pull him in, yeah. Yeah, and um, he is the cutest thing ever, and he just leans down, starts talking to us, and he says, well, Sky High, oh, well, well Sky High girlfriends, y'all are going to be my girlfriends, <laughs> right? So before you know it, we're spending three extra days there while he's in treatment, and at that time, we learned that um, he was terminal. And that was just absolutely devastating to us. And I don't think we really understood, even right. at that moment when we found out. But his father told us that his last wish was to take his son on a white-tailed deer hunt. And Bryce was five, so you know we knew we could pull this off, but how quickly could we do it? Within one week, we had the entire family picked up in Mansfield, Louisiana on, on Don Mosing's private plane. Uh, rest his soul. He passed away last year. He was our very first donor. Um, and we brought them to Uvalde, Texas, to 4M Ranch. We had a small rifle made for Bryce. <laughs> and in a four-day four, four period, we died 160 Easter eggs, because he loved to hunt Easter eggs. We bought everything on the home shopping network that he wanted, because we <laughs> slept on the couch together every night. <laughs> but the most amazing part was we brought their family together, and Bryce harvested his white-tailed deer with his oh, dad. Wow. Okay? And so they still have that mount, you know, up today oh, in the yeah, house yeah. and all the pictures. And so that was the last weekend that Bryce 
was able to walk, was able to really enjoy time with his family. Yeah. And for us to be able to deliver that experience for them was really what I think God had just put me on earth to do, mm. you know, to really give back to these kids. Yeah. And so we um, got a phone call and a couple weeks later, his dad said, hey, he's asking for y'all and this is probably the last time you'll be able to visit Bryce. And so we went, I drove away from Houston. I just started a job in oil and gas at uh, Pegasus International as a logistics coordinator. That's a whole nother story um, <laughs> of why I didn't go to law school, which is all because of sky high. But, um, you know, I watched a child at five years old, completely just melt away. Yeah. And it was the saddest thing ever. Um, and so he passed away on his sixth birthday, which was Valentine's Day. Mm. Um, and so at that moment, that was it. I said, you know, the law school dreams can be put aside. You know, I'll work a career in oil and gas so I can, you know, be financially stable because I was on my own at 21 right. in Houston, Texas. No friends, no family. Um, but I'm going to take sky high and we're going to mimic what we did in Lafayette and we're going to take the sporting clay shoot to Houston and we're going to raise more money to put it into St. Jude's research facility. Right. And so over the past 13 years, we've watched this thing just grow like a weed <laughs> seven years, 100% volunteer, all women, the same women on our board of directors. Wow. And we started raising upwards of a half a million dollars. Again, dumping it into St. Jude and the sporting clay tournaments were getting more popular um, and people in the oil and gas industry were just loving it. They loved the mission. They knew that, you know, we were making a very large impact and we weren't throwing an event just to throw an event. We were throwing an event to bring the community together yeah. and to allow people to get behind childhood cancer. Yeah. You know, government funding is only 4%, 4%. And that's our children. Yeah. Right. So if it's not for nonprofits across the, the country that do what we do, um, you know, there's no hope for our children. And that's our future. Right. Yeah. That's our next generation of leaders, of hunters, of fishers, of, of, of cattle queens. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, um, OK, year 2013, we go to South Texas and we start our San Antonio event with the Eagleford Shell Boom. And that puts us kind of over the edge. We raised a million dollars overnight. And um, we all looked at each other and said, it's time to hire our first employee. Like, it's time to grow up. We need to Good build this nonprofit. Yeah. And, um, you know, we've had, we had a lot of hard times. I can't tell you that the fundraising world is, it, it's, it's very, tough. it's tough. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's tough. Um, but again, you remember why you're doing it each and every day. And I think about Bryce always. Um, so now we're in 2020, which is crazy to yeah. say, and we have donated over $14 million to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. We've benefited major programs at the Ron McDonald House of Memphis and Texas Children's Cancer Center. And not only that, we have a team of nine very strong, dynamic women on our staff running massive events that include golf, sporting clays, banquets, ladies brunches and um, we signed a $40 million commitment Good night. 
Oh. <laughs> just a little bit of money. Just a little bit of money. And we're one of the orga- uh, youngest organizations in the country to make a commitment that big. And so $20 million will support Texas Children's Cancer Center. Two big projects. One, we're going to build the first immunotherapy center in this country solely dedicated to children, which will be a game changer for treatment non-toxic, non-invasive ways of treating children, we got to get away from chemo and radiation. People think the survival rate in this country is awesome. It's 80%, okay? But no one takes into account the effects that children have after they survive. I mean, sometimes it's Mm life-threatening. And so um, immunotherapy, boom. In fact, it opens next month, which is exciting. Yeah, That is awesome. We're really excited. So um, that and then... Uh, we're going global. It's crazy. I went to Uganda in December and got to visit all of our fellows that we are uh, sponsoring. So we're given $10 million of that pledge to support in-country students um, through their oncology program. Before Global Hope, every single child that was diagnosed with cancer in sub-Saharan Africa died. Wow. The, the survival rate is 10%. Because they just don't have, mm-hmm. A, the equipment, the medical supplies, much less the doctors. And so I got to meet and see and watch these amazing young people train and treat children that had no chance before. And now they've cured over 2,000 kids. Wow. So Texas Children's 20 million. That's exciting. St. Jude. An additional $20 million will build an entire floor and support um, research in their new advanced research center. It's going to be the largest research center in the world, 625,000 square feet, if you can put that in your brain. And so we're really excited. So we are running and gunning, <laughs> and we are determined to end pediatric cancer, and we are so thankful for our volunteers and our staff and board, and especially the donors. Running Gun Adventures has been with us since... Since, I mean, 2009, I think, me and Daniel met at an oil and gas function, and my passion for the outdoors is really what helped, you know, get the sporting clay aspect of our organization started. Um, and so we started hunting together, and before you know it, we're doing oil and gas deals, and most of all, he's donating a blasting cast to every auction that we had. And it was such a big help for us. And now he's got this Grand Lodge. And I'm like, hey, Daniel, (laughs) remember the day you used to donate that four-man fishing trip? Now I need, you know, X, Y, and Z. And so it's so helpful. So, so many um, organizations, corporations, and just individual private donors have helped us get where we are. And to think we raised $6.8 million in 2019 off of fundraising events is wild how many events is that 15 wow 15 events i mean it is like we are running and gunning 24 7 i mean our staff is some of the most unbelievably dynamic hard-working women i have ever um you know been honored to lead right um and so uh that's where we are 40 million dollars in the future and we're knocking it off one by one donors like running gun continue to help us get there our houston event this year is april 17th and 18th and they're gonna have a highlight live auction item that'll be paired with shotguns and blind bags and waiters and you know to come and spend a whole weekend here you know somebody's gonna buy that in the auction for 
fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. So yeah. I mean, you think about that returns amazing. Yeah. And our donors don't ask for anything in return because they believe in the mission. Yeah. They believe in what we're fighting for. We're fighting for the one in five children that are not going to survive this year. One in five. Mm-hmm. And cancer is not. I mean, it doesn't discriminate. Right. It will come so into true. any family. Yeah. Any family, any age. Just this rich, year. Rich, poor, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, religion, race, it doesn't matter. Gia Gardella last year was 17 years old, diagnosed with lymphoma, heading to college, getting her life started. Just a bright, beautiful young woman. And it took her life. Mm. It took her life. You know, at 18, she turned 18 in Texas Children's Cancer Center. Mm. Could you imagine? No. And her parents are great. NYPD retired, you know, homicide detective. And her mom's a nurse for the VA. Five kids in the family. A normal, great family. You know? Right. Robbed. So we have to do something about that. Yeah. So when you're dreaming, like, is there anything you feel like you can't conquer? Because I'm feeling like there's not in this conversation. (laughs) You know what I love? So yesterday I told you, I went all the way back on your pack podcast and I listened to persistence Yeah, and you had three key words and it was fear, people and discipline. Yeah. And number one is so many people are so scared to just take that risk and take the what if on the positive, right? And turn it into something that they've maybe never dreamed it could be. And so the answer is no. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, when people are like, well, you know, raise that $40 million, like, you know, in all 2020, I'm like, well, okay, hold on, pump the brakes, you know. Um, but no, I think that if you don't try, you will never know what the result could be. Yeah. And we never downplay people's generosity. I mean, the answer is always no, unless you ask. Yeah. I mean, all weekend I'm like, so Rusty, <laughs> what you think about donating that deer blind? <laughs> And he's like, well, I think we could do, you know, and, yeah. and all, and he could say yes or he could say no. Right. But you never know unless you ask. And right. so that's always been my motto and to follow my gut, yeah. you know, and surround myself with really positive, good people yeah. that believe in you and, um, you know, don't shoot your dreams down, Yeah. you know, and I worked in the oil and gas industry and still do, um, slightly. And, uh, I did that for 12 years and I just woke up one day and realized that my passion was sky high for kids. I mean, I've, I'm, I eat, breathe and sleep it. I'm 35 and I just got engaged to be married. You know, it's like, <laughs> I've been working so hard towards building this unbelievable team of people to, um, get behind, uh, the cause and the mission. And I just wanted to really live out my passion yeah. and take passion over paycheck. And yeah. so I took a big step back and took a full-time role as CEO. And um, like I said, it's just been a dream come true, but it's crazy to think that, you know, never in my wildest dr- dreams growing up in a small farm in Abbeville, Louisiana, did I think I would even live in Houston, Texas, much less, you know, be able to do God's work and lead an unbelievable army yeah. to fight childhood cancer. 
you can't tell me there's no reason why I should be this passionate about it, to be honest. Like, why am I so passionate about this? I didn't have a family member, a friend. No one in my life was affected with cancer at Mm. all. It has to be God. (laughs) It has to be God. Yeah, but there's something to be said about, I think at the end of the day, everybody wants to at least feel like they're doing something positive. But the reality is so many people don't and to dismiss it because life gets busy and you just end up going to work, making making a paycheck, whatever. And we, and we all have the same opportunity. It's what we do with it, you know. And you've obviously done something amazing with it. I'm blown away just sitting here listening. I knew it just enough to be dangerous with what <laughs> yeah. you did. But dear Lord, there's a lot going on. It's not just a little small little little yeah. car wash going on here. No, it's not a bank sale. <laughs> I'll tell you that. No, the girls are like, oh my gosh, what's she going to come home with next? I've already sent out five emails. I'm like, girls, get ready. We might get a hunting show. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, That's and, hilarious. and before, I have to tell you all about this. So I, I know I, I told you in the duck blind, but our Sky High Adventures program really um, was, was born with Bryce Norwood's hunt in Uvalde that first year and we didn't realize what we had really started um, until a few years later when Zach Hopkins who was a teenager um, was terminally ill as well we had met him at St. Jude and we actually took him and his family in Mississippi quail hunting and he loved the outdoors and this was such an awesome kid and uh, he was um, uh, you know getting ready to what I you know believe is meeting the Lord and he said gosh, I really wish I could do a night vision hog hunt before I die. I mean, this is a 17-year-old boy who knows, okay? And I said, we can do this. We can make this happen. So, you know, before you know it, we're lining up a night vision hog hunt. And, um, you know, before you know it, it's like more kids are asking, right? Because here's the deal. There are amazing organizations out there that, um, you know, do things for families and, and take them, um, you know, make a wish, et cetera. And we donate to make a wish. We love them. Uh, but a lot don't allow kids to be exposed to the outdoors and do things with yeah. guns or, you know, even getting on a boat. Right. And so we said, hmm, we might need to actually form a program. And that's what we have, a full-blown program. And we tw- we take 12 to 15 kids ages 12 on up um, on an outdoor adventure, right, of a lifetime. They could be current uh, patients. They could be in remission and, and we're celebrating their, their survival. Um, or unfortunately, they could be at end of life. And if that's our, if that's what, you know, we're supposed to do for them, then that's our yeah. purpose, right? That purpose. And so we're really excited about our adventures program. And we've had so many amazing ranches donate the animals, the lodge, the food and we just have representatives uh, come and, and assist with the families and it's been a beautiful thing no, cool. it sounds like it. it's yeah. incredible so tell us for those that are listening that may or may not have heard of you how can they learn more about what you do websites all that kind of stuff website is skyhighforkids.org so that's s-k-y-h-i-g-h-f-o-r-k-i-d-s.org i'm gonna spell it out just like <laughs> i have to spell my last name to everybody <laughs> and then i have to pronounce it again but skyhighforkids.org our, our website is super in uh, informative we have our videos on there everything all of our calendar of events and ways to get involved and then our phone number if you want to pick up the phone like the old days <laughs> 713 1148587 you can press 0 and ask for Shantae or you know anyone in the office but 
Um, we have an Instagram, a Facebook, a LinkedIn, and I think we even have a Twitter these days, and it's Sky High for Kids. And awesome. so look us up, please, if anyone is out there listening that wants to get involved in any way possible, whether it's donating a dollar because, you know, Danny Thomas said he'd rather collect a dollar from a million people than one million dollars from one person right right? because more people become aware of the magnitude of childhood cancer yeah um and so it's a dollar you want to donate gear for our adventures program you want to come to the next sporting clay tournament because i promise you it is a blast it's basically a street fair without the animals (laughs) literally (laughs) like we don't have a petting zoo but we have everything else at one place and it's family friendly we encourage families to come to our events. Yeah. Kids of all ages. We had five-year-olds at our big banquet in San Antonio last year just having a blast and watching their parents and seeing what, what they're doing in the community. Yeah. And we've got to get that next generation involved now, mm-hmm. right? We know how much you know, has oh, changed yeah. you know, with technology in these days and kids are on the phones. Yeah. You know, get out there and get your kids you know, involved in an organization and we'd yeah. love for it to be sky high. Yeah, for sure. Well, this has been incredible and I know you've got to get to a meeting to go <laughs> talk of about it. <laughs> kind of a big one. Kind of a big one. And so we don't want to take up all your time, but seriously, thank you so much for taking the time. It's an honor to have you on and I've got a feeling this won't be the last time we hook up and hang out and, oh, and talk good. about talk about more about what you do and if we can get involved and help, we'd love to. So We'd be honored. Super pumped to have you, Brittany. You got anything else, Cody, the producer, man? No, we got to let her go. She oh. got to go. Because I got a feeling she could talk another two hours. <laughs> exactly. But, but <laughs> the only thing I was going to ask her is if she wanted to be an auctioneer on. Oh, on yeah. Oh, she told, she told okay. us that she knows how yes. to do that. So you do so, your banquet, right? Is, I that, do. is that a once a year deal? Yeah, well, I do a few, right? So now we are on a much bigger scale. So we hire cowboy auctioneers to come in with an entire ringman team and the whole nine yards. But don't you believe that I don't have a microphone in my hand somewhere in that room? (laughs) He'll be calling and doing all the flipping and hee-hawing. And I'm over there, like, you know, making all the jokes and calling people out. Oh, yeah. Heath, boy, you better, let's go, boy, let's go. You know, it's fun. You know, you got to get everybody stirred up. But yeah, so I still do our ladies brunch event, which is a total hoorah because it's all women. And this is our like fancy smancy, get all dressed up for brunch and have rosé and bid on auction items, right? And then here comes this little Cajun girl in all, you know, in, in high heels and a, and a dress. And I'm out there, you know. Let's go. <laughs> Item number one. We're going to start at $5,000. Give me $5,000. Give me $5,000. Give me $5,000. Oh, 5100 Give me $5,100. 5100 $5,100. $5,100. $5,100. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5,200. $5
earlier this year, we're going to be giving away products, hats, t-shirts, things from our sponsors. And the only way you can be registered to win those products is by going in and giving us a review. We'll be giving those out on a monthly basis, and we want you to be involved in what's going on with free stuff. We know everybody likes free stuff. I'll be honest, we enjoy free stuff, and we want to share part of that with our listeners. Listen, guys, we can't tell you how much we appreciate you listening to the content we're putting out. You're not only a part of the tour, you're a part of the family, and we're building a tribe that's willing to go where only few dream about, living our passion. I am Jay Heath Graham, and I thank you for being a part of the Tour 12 Podcast. Thank you.